Hi, it's Jack Hill here, and I'm listening to the Walter Paisley Movie House, and it's really very refreshing to hear this kind of a, this kind of an interview. And um, I hope you listen to it. I hope you enjoy it. It's uh, been great fun. Welcome to the Walter Paisley Movie House, where we celebrate the little engines that could not. I am your host, Dylan Rorig, and our music is by Jonathan Harmon. Today's show is brought to you by the Perfecto Telez Bathroom Stall, located in the heart of Hollywood at the Richfield Oil Gas Station. Today's guest is a comedian, podcaster, writer, producer, and actor whose love of old horror and cult films makes him an ideal guest for this show. He has six stand-up specials and has appeared on David Letterman, Jimmy Kimmel, and Conan multiple times. As an actor, he gave memorable turns in Creepshow, the series, Seinfeld, Parks and Rec, The Ben Stiller Show, I Woke Up Early the Day I Died, and Mystery Men, among many other film and television roles. His TV show, Stan Against Evil, showed the world that even crotchety old farts can be heroes. He was also featured on the short-lived but fantastic The Big Scary Movie Show on the Sci-Fi Network. On top of that, he also does the best Vincent Price and Don Knotts impressions you'll ever hear. <laughs> the second season of his web series, Hanging with Dr. Z, premieres today, February 14th on YouTube, and features some of the best stand-ups and comedic performers working today. If that's not enough, how about this? He was friends with and helped care for the legendary Myla Nurmi. That's right, Vampira, late in her life. Please welcome the only person I know who loves Edward Jr. as much as I do, and who wrote the greatest joke for The Simpsons that never made it to air, Dan Gould. <laughs> wow, you have done your research. <laughs> I've been a fan for a while. <laughs> Would you do my obit, please? Can sure, I? yeah, yeah. There, this could double as that, maybe. <laughs> there is uh, a, a third Ed Wood fan that is on par with you and I. Okay. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Yes. Actually, I the reason you're here is because I reached out to Sheila to try and book Bobcat because I am uh -huh. a huge fan of his films. And uh, he wasn't available, but she sent me an email about you and I had to wait a day before I responded because otherwise she would have gotten like five paragraphs and uh, gushing so about funny. how much I love you. So. I, have a, it, I guess this is the time and the place for it. So I'll tell you, uh, I'll try to conflate it. Mm -hmm. um, I have a really great friend, Steve Bannis. Steve has a business where he goes to flea markets and buys old photo albums and oh, wow. goes through them. But he's found stuff like somebody's snapshot of Boris Karloff walking through LAX in 1965. Bella Lugosi at a diner in 1957. Wow. Taken by the waitress. You know, he. And he found a signed eight by 10 of Ed Wood with his resume on the back from an acting class in Pasadena. This woman was in an acting class in Pasadena in the 50s. Everybody in the class gave her an eight by 10. This is before Plan 9, but it's the matinee idol photo yeah. of him. And on his resume, it has everything. Uh, characters played, young sweater girl. <laughs> Indy, you know, it's like it's it, he's it's all there. So I bought it from him um, and, you know, not long after that, I'm hanging out with Goldthwaite and Goldthwaite has the tattoo of the photo on his arm. Wow. Kat Von D did. I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah. And I literally and I I don't know why I did this. I, I said, you have to have this photo. I can't keep it. <laughs> you have it on your body. And. And we both got emotional. <laughs> I get it, man. I yeah. get it. <laughs> but then in, in true form of you, uh, uh, 
as the love you take is equal to the love you make or whatever, how are you? you give what you get. Not long after that, out of the blue, Bob Burns gave me one of Ed's saucers. Oh, cool. It's right there. <laughs> I can't see I'll it. get it. I'll get it. I'll oh, get it. Yes. I'll get it. Oh, that is so cool. That's I'm, it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm I'm fairly aroused right now. Soup to nuts. That there is the, amazing. The little hole where the piano wire yeah. was, and there is you can see they had they had glued a square. The special effects company glued a small square to the bottom of the saucer, so it would at least match the exterior, because the exterior oh, yeah, is a right angle. Was, right. Yeah. yeah. Ed didn't care, but they did. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, Bob, getting to meet Bob Burns alone must have been incredible. Oh, but I've been, oh, I, I mean, yeah, but he's one of those guys like he's a, he's my, he's my friend. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just talking to somebody about that. Like, you know, I'm a comedian, but mm -hmm. that that's all a given to me. Like it's the genre stuff that's important yeah. to me. Like, yeah, he's come up on this podcast a few times. I mean, yeah. when you're one of the two guys with an ape suit getting the work, you're going to come up on a podcast <laughs> like this. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was what I didn't know is I was just doing some. I have a, I have a bulletin uh, thing called the Cinemorph, which is uh, a twice weekly newsletter that I publish. Just go to danagool.bulletin.com, mm -hmm. and it's about this stuff. And I was doing a thing on the Dino De Laurentiis King Kong, um, <laughs> and, and uh, it's just a fascinating story. Uh, and, and, and Bob Burns was brought in mm -hmm. as, as a, for a test and they put him in the Bigfoot suit from the $6 million man just as a test. But this is, this is amazing. They, they figured it would be cheaper. They didn't, they didn't want to do stop motion. It's like, so right away, right. it's like, we want to remake the greatest film of all time, but we want to do it cheap. <laughs> <laughs> smart, smart. This is true. And then I'll shut up. So they get a guy in a suit and then they think, wait, if we get a guy in a suit, we're going to have to build a scale city. Mm -hmm. If we put a little person in the suit, we can build smaller sets and save money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many layers that is. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's it's the real onion <laughs> uh, and you know they were asking that guy why are you doing this give it up what give up showbiz come on exactly. this is <laughs> yeah this is the guy in the josh this is the guy in the shark cage <laughs> well you uh you mentioned ed wood so let's just dive right in sure well, i yeah. mentioned him because that's what i do but yeah. um i have a shower curtain with ed wood on it i'm i'm suitably <laughs> obsessed so uh a, a question i have for you specifically what's one of your where would you rank his movies that he wrote but didn't direct what would be your favorite of those um i think this uh well there's there's i'm currently uh operation red light is a really interesting movie mm -hmm. it's uh, a lost movie but um there's something going on with it 
Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, I think it's, uh, is it the, it's, I'm conf- it's either the violent years of the sinister urge. The violent years is my favorite by far. Yeah, and and I that's love that the one, one that, that's the one that he wrote, but did not direct. Right. Yeah. Right. Where she just, she dies in childbirth in prison. Right? It's like, is, is that correct at the end? That's uh, yeah. When she's given birth at the end. Yeah. 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 But yeah. she dies also. Yes, she... right. Because you've got to pay for your sins in those movies <laughs> yeah, in the fifties. Exactly. Like, yeah. What? Why? <laughs> there, there, there are some. There are some amazing, like, random cinematic deaths. And uh, I think it's this. I think it's Attack of the Clones, the second prequel Star Wars. Uh huh. There, it's all one movie to me. I can't decide. Uh, yeah. But uh, Anakin Skywalker's mother dies from getting untied. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a tragic death. She's tied up in a sand people sand people thing, and they untie. It's it's really the worst way to go. (laughs) That brief moment of freedom. Yeah, I don't know what spoiled. (laughs) There was that trend of that where you die for sins. It, It carried on. Like early LGBT cinema in the late or the late sixties, early seventies, around there, they would have gay leads, but they had to die at the end. There sure, was, yeah, the, yeah. Aunt Martha sometimes does uh, dreadful things. It's like one of the the peaks of that, where it's you know, the the death is also horrible and violent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's isn't that uh, that's in Glenn or Glenda too at the beginning. Yeah, the, the very beginning. Yeah, the guys. Yeah. The best description of Glenn or Glenda I've ever heard was Scott Alexander's, which is it's a different movie every 10 minutes. It like, really is. It, it's just like, I do uh, monthly screenings here in Indianapolis where I'm located. And I showed that a couple months ago, actually. And um, there it was a group of people who'd never seen it. They were there thinking, you know, it's another cheesy Ed Wood film. And I told them at the beginning, I'm like, this is a surprisingly progressive film for when it was made. So, you know, keep an open mind and take true. it in. It, it's true. You know, it's funny. I'm I'm <laughs> friends with Scott and Larry who wrote it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. they said like if if they really wanted to have creative license they would have had glenn or glenda be the last movie he made in that yeah. in ed wood because that was really the personal achievement mm-hmm. that was but he goes it was just like at a certain point we had to kind of honor right. what really happened but it's a much more personal statement and a much more of a personal success than than plan nine and it is a very progressive story for 1954. Absolutely. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's a plea for tolerance yeah. in a profoundly intolerant time. It really, I've loved watching. I always try and when I show movies like that, I try and watch the audience and get reaction videos. And I just basically left my camera up the entire montage when that fetish parade happens. It's, <laughs> it's just everyone's just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just, it's so much footage of smelting. <laughs> so much so much <laughs> it's like, there's a lot of there's a lot of smelting in this movie <laughs> but that whole conversation it's, it's beautiful i mean you can do it, it today it's, yeah. you can do it today it really is yeah, yeah i it's one of my favorite movies it's easily in my top 10 just because yeah. of of the story it told and the way it told it I mean, yeah, his movies are are cheaply made, but they're not bad. And I think that's no, where the, think the disconnect that, comes for a lot of people. Somebody said, uh, uh, there's a woman in Catherine Coldiron who wrote a monograph about Plan 9 from Outer Space. 
Um, and she said the greatest thing, she goes, the thing that's great about plan nine is it thinks it's great. Like it thinks it's doing well, when she goes in reality, it's sort of like a filmed record of an attempt to make a movie more than it is a movie. <laughs> that makes, but, actually, but that's, like, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just like, but the, I was just like, wow, I've spent so much time thinking about this movie and I'd never put it so perfectly. Yeah. It, it's not like some uh, cynical shit movie. Yeah. Um, it, it thinks it's doing great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's I think that's what separates those what makes a real cult film for me is a movie that's not trying to be a cult film, obviously, because that always fails. Perfect. Yeah. It's, well, it's well a movie but, yeah. that that is committed 100 percent. The actors are all committed. Nobody's winking at the camera. Yeah. They're making a movie. And yeah, that's there's, what they're there's doing. Sin the sincerity, mm -hmm. the sincerity is there and the earnestness is there. And that's what that's what sets, you know, we do uh uh we have done it because of we do plan nine from outer space live we do it as yeah a, as a yeah. live read and there's been a lot of like uh people have said hey, what do another movie that this was great do another movie and it's not easy to find another mm -hmm. movie that does what plan nine does yeah uh, you know that it's that it's it, it's really i it's in a class by itself it, yeah. it really is you know you might check the uh the works of neil breen if you have it he's a more I, modern filmmaker uh, B-R-E-E-N? Yes. Um, Fateful Findings is a personal favorite. He's a... What's it, uh, what's it again? Fateful? Fateful Findings. Okay, great. Thank it's, you. It's uh, a bunch of actors who are 100% committed. None of them are any good. It's an exercise in hubris. It's fantastic. All right. That's it. Right now, we're leaning towards um, I Married a Monster from Outer Space. Oh, yes. With a lot of help from from the part that I do at the stage directions, mm -hmm. but it is, it is a movie about a small group of women who are psychotically terrified of like, being married. <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched the plan nine one, when you guys first did the, uh, the, it wasn't on ETM. Zoom, but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I watched that and I just had a ball. I mean, it was yeah, it's a fun show. It's so fun much show. fun. Yeah. yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed it. In fact, if you watch it, if you have it, uh, goal, the picture I gave Goldthwait is on the wall behind him. Oh, okay. Uh, on the Zoom. <laughs> okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah. So um, I want to move a little bit forward in your life. I, I need to talk about Myla Nurmi. Um, sure. When it, when it comes to... I'm going uh, to cough. Hang on a second. Okay, so, sure. Just because, again, my head cold. <laughs> you can still get a cold. Yes. So um, I think a lot like you, I was born to be a late night horror host. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know... Pulp we culture do. has not kept up with it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she was the original. Um, yep. She was the first one to come up with the concept for it, to turn it into a character and really build a world out of it. What sure. are you? I, I mean, of course, I'm sure you have a thousand memories of her. How did you guys meet? We met. Well, you mentioned the Big Scary Movie Show. We met mm -hmm. on the Big Scary Movie Show. Um, it was just this idea I had in, you know, in, the, in 94, 95, right when Ed Wood came out, when it was really, it was like, oh my God all the stuff that I like is suddenly like in the zeitgeist. It was a cool it, moment, it, wasn't it? it? Yeah. <laughs> and it was brief. It was brief. It was a little window, but it was like, wow, my stuff is what everybody likes. And I remember sitting in Ed Wood thinking I'm watching a major movie studios biography of Ed Wood. And there's a scene where Bella Lugosi is talking about turning down Frankenstein. 
and it's great. Mm-hmm. How is this real? <laughs> How is this happening? Um, and so um, I had a friend. There's a store in Hollywood called Hollywood uh, uh, Hollywood Bo- uh, Book and Post uh, Hollywood Book and Poster, um, and it's a movie memorabilia store on Hollywood Boulevard. And my friend uh, who worked there, um, Carol Hernandez, she's the wife of uh, Gilbert Hernandez, the comic book. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For Love and Rockets. Yeah, Love and Rockets. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she's Gilbert's wife, and we were friends, and and she knew Mila because Mila would come in and do signings. And I said, I'm doing this sort of a documentary on horror movie hosts. Um, do you think I could, you could pass on an interview request because she didn't have a phone? But they knew either where she lived or she would come into the store. So I wrote a letter and eventually it got to her and it was arranged and, um, and we paid her. And she came in and I interviewed her and that's on YouTube. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the, when I first met her. Yeah, I've watched um, it. Yeah. And uh, she was great. And then she, again, at that point, she didn't have a phone, but I wrote her a, 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 a very effusive thank you note. She wrote me back and we became pen pals. And then we just started, I was, she didn't have many people in her life. She, mm-hmm. she'd had a support system. She never, she got divorced in 1954. Um, she didn't have any children, although there is it's possible that she has a child. She had a child that is now an adult. But we don't know if that's true. Okay. Um, uh, uh, I don't know if it's true, um, but they weren't in communication. I didn't have anybody and her support system had sort of fallen away. So I kind of came in and took up that slack. We would go have lunch at Musso and Frank's uh, every two, three weeks uh, and then right in between. And then eventually, uh, you know, she had to she had to move. So I helped her find a place. I made her get a phone. Uh, and you know, we, I, I was just, she was just my, uh, uh, friend that I helped out, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 to the point that you kind of forget she's was vampire, <laughs> sure, <laughs> you sure. know, it's just like, she's Mila, you know, it's like yeah. my wife, my wife would be like, have you checked in on Mila? Is she okay? <laughs> you know, it was, it was that, you know, we kind of like just our, our, uh, our charge and um but no we were we were great and um there's a book that johnny coffin just published called vampire 1954 to 1956 if you go to vampire official on instagram you can probably order it and i wrote a piece in it and um it, it was just what was interesting is you know she moved she had two fake personalities she her the the world she was presented herself as uh, Myla Nurmi from Finland, related to Olympic star Pavo Nurmi, and she also created the character of Vampire. Mm-hmm. She was really Myla Sirenyermi from Gloucester, Massachusetts. <laughs> it's not related to Pavo Nurmi, <laughs> um, so it's like she had two. You know, everybody comes to Hollywood to be somebody else. She right. became two people. She became the fake version of herself and Vampira. And <laughs> um, and I was doing the same thing when we met. I was an actor was trying to, you know, be a cooler version of who I was, really. And she gave me a lot of great advice and just perspective. Like, you know, we would we go to Mousson Frank, which is on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And we would walk on Hollywood Boulevard and she would point to the stars. The, you know all the names and the stars you go 
None of these people are here. They're all in Malibu <laughs> or at Forest Lawn. <laughs> all these palm trees. None of these palm trees are from Southern California. They're all trucked in from Florida. Just nothing here is real. So <laughs> don't take anything seriously. <laughs> That's a pretty good mentor to have when you're young no, in Hollywood. It was, it, was, it was great advice and it really helped me in a, in a serious way. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was, uh, she was, uh, she was a very special, interesting person. Well, thank you for me for being looking out for her. Oh I, yeah. I well, you great. know, it was very selfish of me because I got, you sure. know, I got a lot out of it. You know. <laughs> well, I know you've got, yeah. um, the new season of hanging with Dr. Z's coming out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am a, I'm a big fan. Oh, uh, thank you. I, I'm especially a fan of, you may have heard at the beginning, I like doing my own fake sponsors. Uh, you yeah, 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 yeah. To do your own to uh, such as John Cassavetti's national Academy of pudding tending. <laughs> yeah. Like that one in particular reminded me of like those, like Alan Hale's lobster barrel or sure. Minnie Pearl's well, chicken shack. Well, those are, those are all like, uh, created by a guy named Chris Shapehan, um, that you can see on, uh, I think he's on, uh, Facebook. He does frumpy beat and all of those things. Frumpy beat uh, was what I was going to yeah. bring up. <laughs> yeah. Chris, Chris, he's just like this guy. Did he do <laughs> the tour Johnson hired. one? The yeah. tours buffet or whatever it was. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. The, the commercials are created by our, 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 our editor, Mike Upchurch mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, and then we all sort of uh, work on the announcing uh, the, right. the, the the text, mm-hmm. but uh, th- they're all because cre- I don't want to take credit for for that stuff because <laughs> it's so good. It's uh, it's uh, Chris Shapan uh, comes up with these things and they're just jaw dropping. They and, and, and the new season we have. Uh, um, well, my favorite for the new season is is uh, Gert Froby's Goldfinger colonoscopy show. <laughs> 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 we don't expect you to we don't expect you to balk we expect you to lie <laughs> and let Kirk Roby inspect your colon <laughs> uh, I it's an odd love, job it's love, an odd job but somebody an, has to do it it's an odd job <laughs> <laughs> I did. Frumpy beat was what I was going to bring up. That yeah, one, frumpy I, beat I, had to, I had to rewind because I missed all the frumpy jokes. Beat is on the, frumpy, frumpy beat, beat made it to the Simpsons. Uh, oh, grandpa, did it? Oh, yeah, it Grandpa was reading a copy of Frumpy Beat. <laughs> I, well, I love overall the thing about Doctor C. I love is that throwback feel. The it's kind of got that '70s vibe to it. Totally, um, yeah, and uh, it's been described as as space ghost coast to coast meets between two ferns is the way is the way yeah. your press docket describes it, and I think yeah, that's, that's actually well, a pretty that's, good description. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, we just it, it to me it's uh I mean the space ghost element of it only happened because of COVID, right? Um, it was just we just needed to keep everybody safe, um, so we did it that way. They're they're there, they're in mm-hmm. another room nine times out of ten. Okay, um, uh, but. Uh, um, so that was the, that was how we did that. And, um, and yeah, I just like grew up watching Merv Griffin and Mike Douglas and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I did the, the origin of doing the character of Dr. Z started, um, I was a writer on the Ben Stiller show in mm-hmm. 1992, I think it was around there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fantastic and, um, show. Yeah. Very short yeah, lived, very, but absolutely very short lived. And one of the sketches that I, I wrote that we didn't get to do was, um, it was a commercial for Planet of the Apes, the musical. 
that later went to the Simpsons, Simpsons but I yeah. didn't, I didn't write that one. Right. That was written by, uh, I think David Cohen and, and, and had nothing to do with it. but I'm not saying that, you know, it's just two people have the same idea. It's sure. Not, not the hardest idea in the world to come up with. <laughs> um, and so that was the, and they did a great job of, they did a much better, funnier version of what I would have done. Um, and then the, 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 the second beat of the sketch was a, a one-man show spinoff of, it was Dr. Zayas, Hal Holbrook is Dr. Zayas as uh, Mark Twain tonight. Um, and the show got canceled before we could do it. So years later, 2010, I was talking to John Hodgman, who was, mm-hmm. Found a found a photo of Maurice Evans reading Mark Twain's biography in the makeup, and did a and did, was doing a an internet contest. Like, can somebody do me? Can somebody on the internet show me Doctor Zayas doing Mark Twain? And we were talking on the phone. I said, "That's so weird. I wrote that sketch twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote that for the Ben Stiller show. Exactly what you're talking about." And he said, "Do you want to do it for Sketchfest, which is this?" Yeah. why i was why i was talking to him because mm-hmm. i was going to see him in san francisco and uh and my instinct was like no i can't do that I, I, how am i going to do that and then well wait a minute i'm friends with a lot of makeup people i'm uh knb effects which is the leading mm-hmm. special effects makeup they're my friends greg nicotero and howard berger are my yeah. are my buddies so i said it was literally like, let me call you back in a minute i literally this is the conversation Hello, hey Greg, it's Dana. Hey, weird question. Is there somebody there that can do a Dr. Zayas makeup on me? We have to go to San Francisco, but I'll pay him and I'll fly him up. Hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Andy Schoenberg from KNB uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, did it, and 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 you can see that on on YouTube uh, if you just do yeah. that. Dr. Says Mark Twain. And uh and then and then I did it for the Mystery Science Theater first uh-huh. Mystery Science Theater Telethon, yeah. and then I did it at right. a Christmas show, and it just started to become this. You presented on thing. TCM as well. As yeah, and then, and then TCM yeah. yeah, then TCM yeah. called me. Um um now, Mankowitz called me and said uh and and said, Did would you want to do it? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, and that was really when it when the that was really when the character gelled. That he was just this kind of like, you know, like when like these weird somebody like Peter Lawford would go on the Merv Griffin show Mm -hmm. that just knew everybody had been everywhere, had done everything. And that was that's sort of when it gelled. Yeah. And and it was was just this sort of ubiquitous Bob Evans kind of (laughs) 70s Hollywood guy. The story, the anecdotes you come up with. Just are those are a lot of those pre-written or are you off the cuffing? Because you pull on some the names show out of the on air. the show, they're off the cuff. On his Instagram, wow. on the Hanging with Doctor sure. Z Instagram, mm-hmm. they're written by myself, Rob Cohen, okay, uh, who co-created the show with me mm-hmm. and was my writing partner on the Ben Stiller show, yeah, and and Pete Aronson, uh, okay, the, the, the third member of the the group, and and um, they're uh, they're so good and so dense. And, um, but so when we started to do, so Rob came, Rob came up with the idea for the show. Mm-hmm. He said, why don't we just do it? Because it was COVID and we were bored. Sure. And we thought, what, <laughs> what, what can we do that will cost us a lot of money, 
but will also put us at risk of being sued by Disney. <laughs> I have it. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> so, so um, we did it and we did pitch. It was between two ferns mm-hmm. and the, the first guest that we filmed was Janet Varney, who's a, another mm-hmm. one of, you know, Coat does play night with me. It was the star of Stand Against Evil. And, yeah. you know, it's like my um, one of my frequent collaborators. Uh, and we were kind of doing it between two ferns in the way that they do that. It mm-hmm. was kind of like we were kind of like jabbing each other. And it just wasn't working. Yeah. And I literally said, like, stop, this isn't working. And Rob um, came up with he just wrote on a on a big card and put it right out of my eyeline sammy because that's what he is he's sammy davis jr it's all positivity it's not like between two ferns where it's just like right it's like and 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 janet i was so glad i was doing it with janet because she's so good and so fast like we both it was just like getting your eyeglass prescription right got it right boom and it and it just flew and it was like, you know, it's like, I'm not the greatest. You're the greatest. No, 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 no. You're the great. You know, that's what it was. And I, that's what I, that's actually what I love about the show is it's, it's, it's so silly and so stupid. Uh, but it's also very positive. It's not, it's not shitty at all. Yeah. You know, and there's so much shitty <laughs> right out there there's so much shitty out there um that i love that it's just it's it's just positive and and uh and affectionate and uh i i, I it works really it works really really well i love it you've obviously yeah. got a lot of passion for it yeah um, no, it, it is it did it's a combination of so many things yeah but it works, you know, that's the, it really it, does. Yeah. 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 Well, it's I know very, it's very, it's very sweet. We're, we're <laughs> coming up to, uh, to the end here. I know you've got yeah. others to do. So, yeah. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. But this is great. Yeah, I mean, this is, is wonderful. I love, I could talk to you for hours on this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time on a personal note. Um, I want to thank you. I don't know if you remember, um, my wife passed away in 2019 from cancer and you and I oh, had a God. brief correspondence on Patreon about it. And, uh, you were just very gracious to me. Oh, and I want to thank, thank you. you for that. Um, yes. Did you um, email me? Do I, you have my email address? I do not. No. Can I, I, I give it to you now? Can you edit it out? I'll take it out. <laughs> 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 yeah, because we should we should be. Uh, in oh, absolutely! I yeah. love that. That's a yeah. We should connect, and I'll hook you up with Goldthwait and. Uh, oh, that would and, uh, be delightful. But yeah, um, I know I, ta- I talked so about much. four times a day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll send you a picture. My girlfriend's actually a makeup artist for films too. She actually worked with McGinley on The Good Catholic. Uh, oh, okay, she, okay, good. She did makeup for him and uh, and uh, uh, Danny Glover on that. Uh, Isn't but, he allergic? Uh, did he give her a hard time? Because I know he's very picky. He was makeup. very picky. He actually yeah, she she picky. just she helped him on a couple things. He's like, yeah, he brings it. his own makeup. Yeah, he he's like, he's I allergic, got it. Yeah. I'll do my own from here on out. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he's, a, <laughs> he's a prickly. He's a, I, I get on with him fine, but he's a he's a because i was his boss right but, <laughs> but he's a prickly pair. he's a prickly pair yeah well thank you again so much i really appreciate it sure this email me and uh, email Absolutely. me and i'll yeah we should uh yeah thank you um, i appreciate your time I yeah really my do. pleasure man i wish i could keep talking to you I mean, other baloney good luck man okay man 
Good luck. Same to you. Bye-bye. Write me. I will. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Ed Wood brings people together. That was a very fun time. Uh, I'm going to post this with a pic of him holding that flying saucer from Plan 9. It was really cool. Uh, Just a great time talking to him. Uh, Hoping I can get him back here sometime to talk a little longer. Next week, part two of uh, my conversation with James Lorenz. And after that, another very special episode. And then another full episode of an interview with somebody from the world of cult film who we all know and love. Until then, please take care of your servers if you go out and about. Because of the Walter Paisley Movie House, we do not piss on hospitality. Bye.